Hey there, and welcome to the BCHL Podcast, presented by Subway. Brent Mutis here from BCHL Communications, and we're a day late this week owing to some technical difficulties on my part. But we have lots to talk about today with the Chevrolet BCHL playoffs underway across the league. Seven of the eight series have started with West Kelowna and Wenatchee set to join the action Saturday in Washington State. More big news this week came in as the BCHL announced its award winners and all-stars. I'll direct you to bchl.ca for the names as there were six major trophy winners plus first, second, and all-rookie teams named for all-stars. You can also find the news by scrolling through the BCHL's social media feeds on Twitter and Facebook where we operate under the at GoBCHL handle. Onward with the podcast now and we go to our first interview segment with West Kelowna Warriors head coach Brandon West. As we just mentioned, the Warriors Wild Series starts Saturday, and it's been a unique year for West as he spent the majority of the season as an assistant in Penticton before joining the Warriors on January 30th. We started out discussing the feel he has for the team, despite only having the reins behind the bench for five weeks. You've been with the team a little bit, but do you feel it's been long enough to get a real handle on what your players can do and what you have on your hands as you get set to deploy them uh, for a playoff series? Yeah, well, it's been it's been a quick month. Uh, our preparation has been has been uh, ramped up here in the last week. Uh, we've actually been able to have a full week of practice uh, under our belt, which we haven't had uh, since I arrived. So, you know, we crossed our T's and dotted our I's, and, and uh, you know, we feel we're prepared and ready to go for Saturday night going at I know this is the case with players, but um, probably with coaches too. Inevitably, you play another team, and there's some player, somebody on the other team that uh, you know really gets under your skin. But you know, it would be a guy you'd love to have on your side if if you could get it that way. Who, who's that been for you guys on the Warriors? Well, you know, I think I think we score by committee. So when we look at our when we look at our roster, it's dangerous. And, Wild, who've traditionally been a pretty strong team on home ice, and you're going to wind up heading down to Central Washington for games one and two. Uh, do you feel like they're a different team on home ice? Yeah, it's a, it's a tough rink to, to play in. Uh, they've had a they've had a great home record over the years, but playoffs are a whole new they're a whole new ball game. It's you know playoffs are a different era. Um, everything about them is you know it's a team that the team that probably plays the best in their own end is going to have the best chance to win. Uh, both teams are excited. I know they've had a they've had some rivalry this season. And it's been some heated games, and uh, but that's all in the past. This is you know we're we're about to embark on a journey, and it's all about right now, and, and it's all about the first shift on on Saturday night. So um, you know that rivalry is going to continue. I can guarantee on Saturday night. 
mentioned Mike Hartman a little bit earlier. We had him on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. Great kid to chat with. He's from Massachusetts and obviously was a part of the program already and well entrenched by the time you got to it. What have you especially grown to appreciate about his game? Obviously, you know, able to put the puck in the net with regularity, but, uh, you know, can you expand on that a little bit and just why is he so effective for you? Well, he plays the game the right way. Uh, you know, he wins the most sportsmanlike player in the league award. And um, when you look at that, you know, his Philly minutes are low, but he plays the game extremely hard. He doesn't cheat it. He plays the right way in the corners, uh, in front of the net. He fights for every inch that he gets out there. And, you know, for a player that plays within the rules like that, I think it's a pretty special player. You know, there's no doubt that he can fill the net offensively, but he's a 200-foot player that plays on both sides of the puck. He's an exciting guy to be around. Um, we're very, we're very excited for him to win these awards. You know, a second team All Star today and, and the most sportsmanlike player award. Um, in our, in our view, that we think that he's a, he's a higher impact player. That uh, you know, he can bring a lot to our table and a lot to our success this season. Talking with Brandon West, head coach of the West Cologne Warriors. Uh, Brandon, you're an experienced coach yourself in the BCHL at this point, but you had uh, the opportunity to work as an assistant earlier in the season alongside Fred Harbinson, and we just got a piece up on our website and social media about him reaching his 500th win. I'm sure you exchanged messages, but what were you able to pick up from him that you maybe have been able to apply to your own style? West Kelowna Warriors head coach Brandon West. To the BCHL Player of the Week now, and it's Merritt Centennial's netminder Austin Roden taking the honors this week. The native of Victoria stopped 115 of 121 shots in backstopping the Sense to three wins to close out the regular season. Roden also earned a win in Game 1 of the playoffs Friday, making 29 saves in a 4-2 decision over the Trail Smoke Eaters. Into our second interview now, and for that, we hear from Cowichan Valley Capitals defenseman David Melaragni. The Caps surprised just about everyone Thursday as they went into Penticton to open the playoffs and skated away with a 4-1 victory over the higher-seeded Vs. Melaragni set up the game-winning goal, and as he told Jesse Adamson, earning a win in Game 1 and guaranteeing at least a split on the road is huge for his club. Uh, without giving away your game plan, what do you think um, was kind of the key to you guys getting the win last night? Uh, we just worked as hard as we can. I think we just outworked and all night, all three periods. We were just a better team. Uh, so you, yourself, you had uh, a nice assist on, uh, you set up Nico Esposito Silvano for his breakaway goal. It ended up being the game winner. Can you kind of take us through how that one developed from your perspective? I was uh, playing in neutral zone. I just 
saw him wide open at the far blue line, just passed him, he just did the rest. Uh, so you're from Philadelphia. Uh, am I correct to assume that you grew up a Flyers fan? Yeah, you are correct. Okay, don't worry. I'm not going to ask you about gritty, uh, but they're uh, they're a pretty notorious team in the NHL. They're known as a tough, hard nosed team. Does uh, any of that kind of creep into your game, having grown up watching that team? Uh, yeah, of course. You know, always love the hard hitting style of hockey, and I try to translate that as best I can. Um, are there any Flyers that you grew up watching that uh, were kind of your favorites or? Um, that kind of you kind of model your game afterwards. Um, not really defensive. I like not trying to be disrespectful to the Flyers. But I don't think they had like very good defensemen growing up. I was I always idolized uh, Nicholas Lindstrom. He's always been my idol since I was about four or five years old. Um, so last year you played in Nanaimo under head coach Mike Vandekamp. Uh, obviously both of you ended up in Cowichan this year. Uh, what's that relationship like between you and Mike? Uh, he's just an amazing coach. You know, I loved him last year, loved him this year. He's just an awesome guy to play for, and I would just go through a brick wall for him. Um, so how is playing for him a couple years in a row? How do you think it's kind of uh, affected your game? Uh, he helped me defensively. His systems are just amazing. He just makes me a smarter hockey player. Just everything about his style just fits me. It's translate on the ice. Uh, so you put up pretty decent numbers last year with the Clippers, uh, but this year you were almost at a point of game in the regular season. Uh, what do you think has been the biggest difference between this year and last year and your kind of development? Uh, just being this my second year in the league, I just used to how the game is played up here and the extra year just really helped me out just with confidence and stuff like that. Uh, so your success the last couple of years has kind of paid off uh, recently. Last week you announced your commitment to Canisius College. Uh, what went into the decision-making process there and why did you ultimately choose that school and that program? Uh, it's, it's an awesome program. I visited there when I was younger with my, with my uh, team and off the campus there uh, a few years ago, but an uh, awesome coach. Uh, he sounds like a great guy. Can't wait to play for him. Can't wait just to play for that program. Uh, so just getting back to the VCHL now, you guys have uh, a day off from playing at least today, but uh, what's the schedule like for you guys on your off day, knowing that you guys are getting back into it tomorrow? Uh, we have a practice in the morning, and the rest of the day is just for us resting, getting um, so obviously Penticton won't be too happy after losing game one as the favorites. What are you expecting from tomorrow night's game? I expect we expect a hard push from them tomorrow. We expect them to come out hard, but we just got to be even harder out there. That's Couch and Valley Capitals defenseman David Melaragni. Time for a quick break, but we'll be back right after this. At Subway, we're all about making it what you want, even when we're advertising our new $4 Mighty Melts. My piggy bank wants to do it again. Of course he does. Subway's new $4 Mighty Melts are the best. Like the 100% Canadian seasoned turkey with melted cheesiness on a toasted ciabatta bun for just $4. I'm so full of savings, my human's going to need another piggy bank. I hope it's a lady piggy. For a limited time only at participating restaurants, excludes extras plus tax. No additional discounts or coupons may be applied. Get yourself a $4 Mighty Melt at Subway today. 
welcome back to the podcast. For our final segment, we get to hear from someone on the other side of the Caps V series in Penticton play-by-play man Craig Boschman. The veteran BCHL broadcaster was impressed with the Capitals' performance Thursday and noted that wasn't necessarily matched by everyone in Penticton colors in Game 1. Unfortunately, not for the V side of things. Um, you know, you can certainly tell the Capitals were, were rare and ready to go, and I think that's kind of to be expected uh, as, you know, as the lower C team, that sort of David versus Goliath mentality, right? So, you know, the Caps knew that, you know, everyone, you know, everyone except themselves really didn't really believe in them very much, and that they came in here and that put on a pretty solid performance to, to take game one. So, um, yeah, you know that uh, the Vs are, are certainly going to, you know, get their get their licks in and practice and whatnot and, and make sure that they're, they're more ready than they were for game one uh, as we, we move forward here uh, as the rest of the series goes on. So second straight year for Penticton where they get to or have to take on a crossover team that you know they saw only twice during the regular season. Um, not to say that uh, there's nothing known about the Cowichan Capitals, but it does present a little bit of an extra hurdle for a team like the V's having to, to take on a team that they're not super familiar with. Yeah, it's a bit unique. Um, you know, last year you played a Coquitlam team that was, was starting to, you know, gain momentum over the second half of the year after hiring a new coach. And, you know, in that series, I really didn't get the sense that the teams hated each other really at any point during that series. And, and you know, the Bees went on to, to sweep that one. But, um, you know, this series, um, you know, Mike Vanekamp and Fred Harbinson know each other quite well. They've been coaching for a long, long time in this league. So, you know, they're very good friends. I don't think they're on speaking terms until the series is over. But, um, you know, they, they know the style of play that, that each of their teams play. And I think just with the way that, you know, Cowichan plays that sort of in-your-face, you know, physical, hard-hitting style, I, I don't think it's going to take very much to, to really feel that rivalry build up between these two teams, even though, you know, who knows if they'll ever see each other in the playoffs again or if they only see each other twice in regular season. I, I just think with the way that, you know, Cowichan approaches their game and knowing that they, you know, they may not have the most skill in the world, but they can they can beat teams by, by being more physical and working harder, that um, it'll be a lot easier for Penticton to, to build up that hatred, so to speak, and, and get that, uh, you know, a bigger rival feeling between these two teams, even though they are not uh, non-divisional opponents. Penticton V's broadcaster Craig Boschman is our guest. Um, every team goes through its ups and downs and hurdles and obstacles throughout the year. Uh, the V's obviously have had injury situations and players away for different events. But here in the playoffs, is this a tension getter, maybe some good adversity to have to take on to uh, drive everyone's focus? You know, adversity is ever really a bad thing unless you're 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 back against the wall and you're down ten players, whatever it is, right? But you know, game one of the series, it's it can serve as a, maybe a bit of a wake up call and then showing that you know it's it's playoffs. And it, it's different than the regular season. Not that the regular season was easy, and, and not that the V's were you know discounting Cowichan in the series. But I just think with it going that way in game one, it really shows that playoff hockey is is completely different than, than the regular season, and, and they've really got to make sure that they're they're playing their best every night and then maybe in the regular season you can get by 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 not being your best every single night but in the playoffs you can't you can't do that because if you you know you usually lose four games you're done right so um i think it, it'll serve as a good a good wake-up call i think um you know like i said a little adversity never hurt anybody and then the players have sort of had that mindset all season with with the injuries as you mentioned and, and things like that and the short benches and then all these sorts of things so um you know i really think that as much as they would prefer to win game one of course um it's it's kind of a nice moment to build off of for the team i guess to learn from and then obviously you're always learning every single game there's, there's different things to learn from and uh, game one is one of those situations for the V's to, to learn from and get better from and then I would expect um, you know a stronger effort moving forward 
One of the things I've commented to a lot of people that ask, you know, how the BCHL is going this year is that I don't think I've ever seen parity in the league like I've seen this year. I mean, any given night, I think any team can beat anyone else. Uh, we saw that last night on paper. Everyone would be expecting a V's win. But, you know, a Caps team that just kind of scraped into the playoffs, they still have players like D David Melaragni, Nico Esposito, Salavanov, the two of them hooked up on the game winner last night. Pierce Diamond, who joined the team midway through, uh, is a good player for them. All three of them factored in the in the game last night. So, um, what can you say about this cap team and some of their top players? Yeah, you know what, uh, Sullivan, I'm a guy at four points last night. Um, you know, obviously with the, the empty net goal and got the breakaway goal to restore their two goal lead and then picked up two primary assists on the other goals. Um, so he was obviously a guy they brought in, I think, from the USHL part of through the year. And, um, his name sticks out enough on paper, and then you watch him play, um, and it, it's kind of you, know, you can see why he's one of the top contributors. And you know, like the V's, they their top score this year was a defenseman, and, and when you watch him play, you can see why he you know he controls the puck so well on his own and uh, made a great stretch pass to to Salavano for a breakaway the breakaway goal there in the second period. So um, it's it's pretty easy to see why these guys are so relied upon and, and why their point totals are higher than anyone else on the team because they're they're used so often and, and they're such good players. So um, you know, like you said, the, the league is so much parity every team has their has their great players and and I, I also agree that any team can beat anybody else um, in this league we've seen it a couple times it doesn't matter if it's if you're playing Surrey or if you're playing Chilliwack um, anybody can beat anybody and it, and it makes things more exciting rather than heading into a game and then knowing that you're going to get the two points no matter what so uh, it's a little more stressful I think for, for coaching staffs and players but you know from a, a fan perspective and a broadcasting perspective I think it makes things more exciting. Just to finish up, um, obviously there's some pride, obviously a lot of pride in that V's locker room. And who are the, some of the veteran players that you would point to, not that anyone uh, had a real dud last night, but that you would look to to raise their game and, you know, make sure this thing doesn't get any further away from Penticton than it has? Well, I think a guy like, you know, Ryan Sandlin, uh, who was, uh, you know, obviously a big leader with, uh, with an A on his chest all season, but a guy who just cares so much, um, you know, a guy who, who wants to, who wants to win every night. He wants to be the guy. He, you know, scored almost four times as many goals this year as he did last year because he, he's, he's used more this year. He's more comfortable this year. He's a much more confident player and, and shows his play. So a guy like that, uh, he, he's a net front presence in the power play and the V's were 0 for 5 on the man advantage in game one. So I think a guy like him, uh, James Miller obviously was, you know, pretty much the go-to guy for the V's all season long. Uh, the league's top defenseman, uh, you know, maybe didn't have the game he wanted to play last night to start off the postseason. So, I would expect you know those kind of guys to bounce back, and and not that Jack Lafontaine played bad um, in Game One. And, you know, you certainly can't fault him for the loss, but just with how professional he is and how, how dedicated and driven he is as well, you know, I would expect him to you know sort of have that that mentality of a 20-year-old goaltender who wants to be a leader and, and a guy who's going to step up to the plate and, and you know shut the door and then hope that he's uh, get back in the series. But you know, obviously, as as everyone knows, hockey's not a it's not an individual sport; it's a full team effort, and you're going to have a couple guys who have great games, but you know, it, it takes a full a full team effort and if, if one line's not going and that, that might be the downfall for a team so um, you, you hope that some of the you know the bigger name guys so to speak will step up but, but at the end of the day it doesn't matter who steps up as long as it's a full team effort and they get the job done that was Penticton V's play-by-play -play broadcaster Craig Boschman and that will do it for the podcast this week for all the headlines on the Chevrolet BCHL playoffs plus the playoff bracket check bchl.ca there's more on our social media channels at GoBCHL this is Brent Mutis from BCHL Communications. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.